Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. We're going to talk to Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott at the bottom of the hour. The Defense Warrior Project, he's the director of that. He actually gives legal help to those who are either active military or veterans who are getting the shaft somehow. And right now he's been awfully busy with people who aren't getting the jab for whatever reason. He's defending them. We talked, though, specifically about Ayman al-Zawahiri, um, this terrorist, alleged leader of al-Qaeda. I don't know if he was anymore, if he was even alive, to be honest with you. Uh, but we talk about that. What does that mean? Is this Biden trying to make us forget that a year ago he left um, Afghanistan for no reason in shambles and probably hundreds of thousands have been killed in that country since we left? So we talked to him about that. Plus, Pelosi going to China. Is he with me that she should not have or that she should have gone anywhere she wanted to and China can't tell her not to? Or was he with those of you who think she shouldn't be going? Interesting. So we'll talk about all that. We also have news from The View. Such an important show, that view. I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know how they got all this power, but would they, that they thought that they would invite Governor Ron DeSantis on, which I find to be hilarious. We'll, we'll break that down in a moment on a Tuesday. Uh huh. Hi. Hi. Carrie, how's it going? It's going okay. I don't sound older, do I? Yeah, you do. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll get it done. Always appreciate him. Sam in the hizzy. La da do do dee 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 dee. Do we know how the how the view got? Does the view only have sway because social media pushes them so hard? I mean. You're work. I think you're working. It might be before you're working. Do you watch The View? No, I do not. No. Did you used to? No. Can be honest with you. I used to watch it when it was first starting with Barbara, with Barbara Walters. Walters. I thought she was an excellent reporter. Certainly a great journalist. And on that show, you had um, Star Jones wasn't on from the beginning, was she? Maybe. I think she was actually. Then Debbie Mantinopoulos was another one who was on there. Yeah, Meredith and Sierra. I'm, was she an original? I think she came on after oh, Barbara. Thought, Maybe uh, not. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. E- either way, I mean, the ones that you're mentioning, uh, Meredith Vieira, I think, is also a great journalist. Uh, very good, at least. You had Barbara Walters, who, again, they might all lean left, but when it j- came to journalism, she did one of the best interviews ever with Ted Kennedy after he killed that lady in, in mm-hmm. uh, Chappaquiddick. So um, you know, you've got all this stuff that looked like it would be a daytime show. Sure, geared towards women a little more. But I remember watching the first couple of shows, and I don't know what year it started, but I feel like it was at when I was at an ABC affiliate, and I was there from 97 to 2002. It might have been on before then. Maybe probably was on before then. But I feel like that's when I started checking it out because I was on an ABC affiliate in Lansing. And um, I remember Barbara Walters saying, this is a show they were putting together. I'm going to sort of be the anchor of it, the host of it. I'll bring have other people that we we're going to talk about days, events, and and when I can't be here, they'll just sort of do it when I'm not here. But I'm going to try to be here as much as I can. But I'll be doing my, my work on 2020. I'll be doing my work you know, out there investigative reporting for ABC. And it was sort of a vehicle for her because they wanted her to have more. Um, and talk about a success story. And again, I don't know Barbara Walters. And she might hate me uh, You know, if we ever got to know each other. Who knows? But I great respect. Because here's a person who had a funny speech pattern. Some would say it was a lisp even. Maybe not. But... Um, a, a diminutive person, not a very large person, 
just in physical size, who made a huge difference in journalism. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely, yes. I mean, here's somebody who was basically told, hey, little lady, back away. The guy's got it. Mm-hmm. And she was in an era where she was like, oh, no, I got it. Watch this. And I completely, um, um, without a doubt, support that. Having said it, now let's look at the view today. You got Whoopi Goldberg is basically the, the primary host. She's an actress. She's a comedian. She doesn't know anything about politics. Now, being an actress and a comedian, does that mean you can't talk about politics? Of course, you can talk about politics. You can talk about anything you want. That's fine. But at least know what you're talking about. I mean, just last week, she had to apologize for saying that Turning Point USA and Charlie Kirk were allowing Nazis into their event, the SAS, in Tampa. It wasn't true. She had to apologize on the air. She had to apologize to Pastor Heggie, who's a friend of ours, um, because she claimed he said something that was reported by some left-wing rag without checking it out. He never said it. She had to apologize. They've had to apologize several times on that show. Also last week, another host had to apologize for what they said about Nazis at, uh, at the SAS. So I don't know why she's the host. She has, you know, Carrie's got a background in journalism, would be great on that show. I've got a background in journalism. I would be better on that show than Whoopi. Um, and I'm not saying that we want the job. We don't. I'm just saying that there is a, there is a, a, there's a plethora of people out there who could do the job, still be witty, still be funny, still be left-leaning, and actually tell the truth in the original story. It's like what we do here. I'll say, Carrie, do you have that story? She'll say, yes, she'll read the actual nuts and bolts, the news story, then I'll give you my opinion. They don't do that there. They'll give you a crap story to begin with, and then I'll pine about it for a half an hour and act like they told the truth when they didn't. So fast forward to what we're talking about today. Oh, by the way, there's Anna Navarro's on there. Now you've got this, uh, what's her name, Farah, who actually has been on this show when she was with the Trump administration. Then she unfollowed me on, on Twitter out of the blue one day, and then suddenly she's on The View. And basically an anti-Trump so-called conservative. Um, what's her name? Alyssa Farah, something like that. Uh, she's going to be the new so-called conservative on the show. Anna Navarro claims to be a, a Republican. She's not in any way, shape, or form that I can tell. Um, and then you've got, uh, I don't know who the blonde is who's on there. I don't watch it enough, but I see these videos that pop up in my inbox all the time. Um, the going story today is how outrageous it is that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will not be coming on The View. I guess they invited him to come on The View. And Carrie, you've got some of the reasons why he's not coming up. Yep. From MSN, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' office had a blistering response to ABC News' The View after the liberal daytime talk show asked the Republican governor to appear as a guest. Fox News Digital has confirmed The View extended an invitation to DeSantis and Deputy Press Secretary Brian Griffin shared his office's official response to the offer. Thanks for the invite. I understand you are sending this request on behalf of your team. Griffin wrote in a message he shared on Twitter. But are the host of The View really interested in hearing from Governor DeSantis about all the important work he's doing on behalf of Floridians to protect their health and livelihoods, to stand up for parents and children, and to defend freedom? DeSantis' deputy press secretary then asked, which of the below statements from the host of The View do you recommend our team consider when deciding if the interview will be a genuine pursuit of truth? And DeSantis's office offered four examples, including Joy Behar calling the governor a homicidal sociopath, Sonny, Sonny Hostin declaring him to be a fascist and a bigot, Anna Navarro calling him anti-black and Hostin criticizing his policies as anti-black history laws. We will pass on this offer. Griffin Road. also please note we do not coordinate appearances or events of a political nature from the official office. Our role is to serve the people of Florida. The View declined to comment when asked if the show received the email tweeted by Griffin. 
I mean, let's break that down. So they want DeSantis on. DeSantis has been the Freedom and Liberty governor. I think our governor in Texas, Greg Abbott's pretty good. DeSantis may be the best governor in the country. Um, not locking things down forever. Not mandating anything. Not masks, not jabs, not anything. Um, standing up against those who are targeting children when it comes to LGBTQXY plus plus two nine five, um, which is great. They should go to school and just learn and learn facts about science, arithmetic, social studies, etc. Um, the guy's been rock solid. And let me just remind you, I mean, and Carrie just read it. These people have literally said these words. Joy Behar called the governor a homicidal sociopath. Would, would, would I want to sit down with somebody who called me a homicidal sociopath? Would anybody listening or watching want to sit down for an interview and take questions from somebody who called you that? Or then Sonny Hostin with the fascist and a bigot. Would you want questions from Sonny Hostin who called him a fascist and a bigot? What questions might she have? Hey, it's a nice day. How are your kids? What is she going to ask him? Anna Navarro calling him anti-black. Anti-black. What, what questions could he possibly want to answer from somebody who calls him a racist? And then, of course, you had um, Hostin, again, another, another one from Sonny Hostin, anti-black history laws. He's got anti-black history laws in Florida. So, fascist, bigot, anti-black, anti-black history laws in Florida. And they're surprised he said no. Yeah, Hostin also at one point labeled him Death Santis uh, for Death his Santis. coronavirus policies. Okay, so somebody calls you Death Lockie. You're going to go on the show? Uh, no, I would not. There was some radio show on some station that we don't, we're don't. we not on anymore because the guy before me or after me or whatever was um, was a, a, a bit of a liberal nut job. He didn't like what I had to say or what I had to do. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say the station. But I actually got um, a message from him one night on Twitter. And the message was just attacking me. And it was a direct message. I guess we followed each other or whatever. And the next day, the general manager was like, well, he was drunk and whatever. Why don't you come on the show? I said, are you, are you, are you mm. nuts? Did you see the direct message he sent me? The direct message he sent me just lit me up from top to bottom, called me the worst names on the planet. And I don't care if he was drunk or high or whatever he was. I have no interest in going on the show. And I think I reached out to the show once because they were impersonating me. They had somebody coming on pretending they were me. And um, the guy, one of his producers, somebody sent it to me and said, oh, you, you'll think this is hilarious. I think the guy sounds just like it. I listened to it. Some guy with some little voice didn't sound like me at all. I didn't get it. And it wasn't funny. Had it been funny, I would have been, yeah, whatever. I, I, and I, when I answered him, I said, yeah, don't do that. I'm on after you guys. Why would you make fun of me? That doesn't make any sense. I would never make fun of you. It doesn't make any sense. We're supposed to be on the same team here. So I, I don't see why I would ever sit down with somebody who would say such a thing. It, it doesn't make sense. Yet somehow you do realize the spin was that it was outlandish that he said no. We've invited DeSantis on and he said no. <laughs> what was he supposed to say? Is he obligated somehow to go? No, absolutely not. And, and I think the guy, if nothing else, it, it makes him gain momentum. It makes him gain even more respect, I would think. So your thoughts, because he's a public figure, because he is the governor of a great state, because he is somebody who was elected by the people, is he somehow required to sit down 
with these three or four ladies, depending on what day of the week it is, and answer questions as if they didn't call him the worst things on the planet? I think the answer is no. I think, once again, Ron DeSantis does a great job. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Uh, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you. Do me a favor, stop by and take a look at that video, the come on video about Demi Lovato. Pretty funny, I think. But then again, I did it, so I would think it was funny. You know what I'm saying, Kerr? I know you did. Are you on the Instagram or not? Um, yes, but I never post You never do anything, anything on it? Mm-mm. Yeah. Probably need to get rid you, of that. You just locked in the name or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, so I'm on the Instagram, uh, at Joe Talk Show. I'm now putting my come on videos on Instagram, and uh, the one about Demi Lovato is doing pretty well. Because I, kind of a smart ass, I'm like, OMG, what? you're not going to believe this about Demi Lovato. Mm. You're not going to believe it. Mm. And then uh, and then I actually show the news report that, okay, thank God we can call her her proper names now, her proper pronouns. So go and check that out. Spread it around. Share it with the people. Let the people see it. If you're on uh, Getter or uh, Facebook, Twitter, it's all at Joe Talk Show on Truth. And on MeWe, it's at Joe Pags. So make sure you stop by there. I stopped doing the Telegram. That wasn't doing much for me. And it's just too many different places to go. Um, it is also, I think it's Joe Pags Show on uh, Locals. If you're on Locals, you, you follow like Dave Rubin and other people who are on Locals. You can follow me over there as well. That's also where Lara Logan is. So make sure you stop by there. I put the video just about everywhere. I hope that you'll go and enjoy it and spread it around. So we're talking about The View and the idea that they somehow can act like, oh, can you believe it? He's not coming on. Um, why would you go on? I actually had somebody, listen, in, in my 32 years in his business, actually a little more than 32, almost 33 in his business, I've had most people got what I was, that I was trying my best and I was learning my best and I was, I was good for ratings and we were doing a good show, whether it was on television or radio or whatever. But every once in a while you get somebody who just can't stand you. You, you ever get that feeling, Carrie? Oh yeah. Somebody just can't. <laughs> yes, but, but for yeah. me, it, for me, it was never, um, I, I never had to wonder. One guy said, he didn't want to work with me every day because he'd have to shoot himself in the head. Oh. One guy actually said that to me. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow, okay. Um, so if that guy called me today, and it's in a nice market. We're already in the market, though, so we're doing it. We're at a better station. But um, if he called me today and said, hey, we want to do something with you, the answer would be no. Yeah. I don't have the patience anymore. The answer would be no. And it would be turning down a really good opportunity. And, and that's okay. You know, believes in some other people, think that you can go this other direction that'll make sense. But to say that, shows a complete lack of understanding about how badly you're burning the bridge. The, the bridge is on fire now. And there's no reason for me to ever sit down and go and pee on that station or to work with that person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I wouldn't. So uh, so Ron DeSantis, elected or not, and he is elected, of course, governor or not, of course, he's a governor. He is not the governor of The View. He is not beholden to them. He is not somebody who has to do what they say. He's not, you know, so somebody in my in my chat room made a really good comment. And, and I, I hate, Carrie, you know I hate this. Hmm. When somebody says, well, why would I come on your show? I'm just going to help your ratings. Oh, I know. I'm like, no, no, I'm like, no you're not. You're not going to help my ratings. My yeah. ratings are, are great. You're not going to help my ratings. If you come on, it'll actually help you sell your book or whatever the hell it is. But the comment that Ron DeSantis would help the views ratings, I think is true. 
I think he would help their ratings like through the roof. If they promote it right, they'd get millions of more people who would never, ever watch that show come and watch that show. And I think it's smart of Ron DeSantis to not do that. So I think it would help his ratings or help their ratings, to be honest. Let me go to the phone lines. Actually, somebody is, is on the line. Maybe Tim, maybe I saw you say it on hold uh, while you're on hold. Go ahead. Go ahead and reiterate what I just said. Go ahead. Exactly right. If I'm Ron DeSantis, I'm not propping him up. I'm not giving him ratings. I'm not going to do that at all. And I, I would I would reckon that that's what they're trying to do. Look who they picked to put on there. People that's going to help their ratings. Try to get some of their liberal friends on there. The ratings are going to dump worse than they already are. So that's exactly, you're right, you stole my thunder, Joe, but um, that's exactly right. I'm not helping them. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to help them do anything. Matter of fact, I might even have a news, a press conference while their show's on to kind of steal it away from them. <laughs> that's right. Tim, that's a good idea. Tim, it just means that you're a really smart dude, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a really good idea. Uh, Carrie, what about that? DeSantis does like his own roundtable right when the show is on. <laughs> There you go. That may take uh, some viewership away from The View, probably. Oh, I, I will suggest that to his press secretary, uh, Christina Pouchaw. We follow each other on uh, on Twitter. Uh, wh- wh- why doesn't DeSantis, on that day that they invited him to come on, um, do a live question and answer with like people like me and some other people? There you go. Why not? We can go, you and I will go to Florida. We'll go do it. Oh, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. Let's go. You cool with that? Yeah, sure. I've never I have you at the Florida. hotel. You can do the news. I'll be at the actual event. I think that'll be great. Oh, I want to go to the actual event, too. Yeah. Eh. Not after what you said about DeSantis. I, don't I didn't say that, anything about DeSantis. Do not put words <laughs> in my mouth. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Howard is in Boca Raton. Howard, talk to me. DeSantis, on The View, what do you think? Yeah, and think about, well, think about what you all just said. I, I take a different view from the uh, the previous caller. You, you, you would, yeah, they get the ratings. You get millions of more eyeballs on the opportunity to show common sense and the insanity of those hosts. But you, you, but, but you can't. Well I, well, I think the problem is you can't. Because, Howard, keep in mind, these people will be the same people they were when they said those horrible things about him. And they probably would attack him even worse. And, and their whole objective, the whole objective is to make him look bad. Now, I know that he would rise above it. He's a great he's a great speaker. He's somebody who would not take the bait. But why give them that opportunity? Well, but but in, in, in previous press conferences, he's shown to just basically show the hypocrisy of the people who are trying to attack him. Right, but, but, but the I press conferences that, were run by him. He was at the podium. He was in charge. This, the women of The View would be in charge. Whoopi Goldberg would be the host. He would be the guest. At a press conference, I've seen the press conferences you're talking about. He does a great job with that, but he's yeah. standing behind the microphone. He can shut them down. Because he's the one they're focusing yeah, I think on. He, I, I do think of anybody, though, I think he's savvy enough to be able to do that. But I do like the, the fact that he is turning it down, doing the business of the Floridians. I think it's a great opportunity, great out to rise above it. But if he ever did run for president, uh, I'd, I'd think about it and, and be really savvy in, in a way to basically either convert some folks or shut them down. Gotcha. Absolutely. All right. Open line now, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If it were a fair fight, if it were Whoopi's just going to interview him, and it's going to be him and Whoopi, and he can answer to all those horrible things they said, but you're going to have four people going at him with these questions, three of which you know said disgusting things, I don't think you give them the time of day. But during this break, I am going to go over and tweet to Christina that he should probably hold some sort of a live event when he would have been on The View and compete with them. Go to Twitter right now, at Joe Talk Show, and retweet it. Keep it here. Coming back. This is The Joe Pag Show. 
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this man back, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. He, of course, is the boss over at the Warrior Defense Project and does great work. We've had him on several times, been a friend for a long time. Jeff, how are you? Looking good, man. You, you've been out in the sun. Is that what's going on? I'm, I've been out in the sun working, doing some work. <laughs> oh, good. Um, it, it, second job. Yeah, it, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. There's so much going on. On just about the one-year anniversary of Joe Biden screwing up Afghanistan, leaving eighty-plus billion dollars worth of material, uh, all of our uh, all of our war, you know, machines. I guess China has them now, and Iran is checking them out. Whoever wants to check them out can. Um, yep. Suddenly, a year later, he found the the, the top Al Qaeda guy, Ayman al Zawahiri. Now, Jeff, the first question has to be this, um, and, and I mean this sincerely. I thought the guy died like a couple of years ago from asthma. Suddenly, we killed him like last week or two weeks ago in Afghanistan, and I saw one uh, um, Daily Mail story that said, no, the U.S. doesn't have DNA, proving that it was Ayman al-Zwahiri. What do you know about all this? Yeah, well, you know, you can't win a war by drone strikes. That's the first thing we know. The last big drone strike we had, of course, was a year ago when President Biden announced that he had killed the guy that had killed 13 of our soldiers as we were, you know, being kicked out of Afghanistan, basically. And that turned out to be a, a, a man that was delivering water out of the back of his car, killed him and his family. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see exactly if this is a real kill or not. But if it is a real kill, then it's a good tactical victory, no question about it. Right. But my concern is the, is the, the uh, strategic side, because this reminds us of, of what a, uh, a dire place that this country is in in terms of national security, because al-Qaeda, if he is the leader of al-Qaeda, and you know he took over 10 years ago, he's a doctor from Egypt, if he's bold enough to be in the capital city in a nice condo on the balcony, that means the whole organization is now back above the ground. They're in bed with the Taliban. They're back in the capital city, and they're planning to attack the homeland because that's what they do. So strategically, this just reminds us that we really, when I say we, I mean the Biden administration, has really put us in a tight spot because, uh, you know, not to drone on, but uh, and no pun intended, but a year ago, you know, we had a very small footprint in Afghanistan, just several thousands of soldiers there, basically at the uh, the Bagram Air Force Base, which is a huge fortress. And what were we doing? Well, the Taliban was kept at bay. Uh, the Al-Qaeda was kept in their holes, their caves. They weren't up and running around. Uh, we were looking at China in the face strategically. Yeah. Uh, we also had Russia that we were uh, being able to square off from that region. And then we just unilaterally left. And as you indicated, billions of dollars of equipment uh, blood was in the water, great weakness on our part. Everybody recognizes it. And now the Taliban, of course, promised, oh, we will not, you know, work with the Al-Qaeda when we get back in power. That's the first thing they did. So right. we've been watching this guy for several months, obviously, if it is really him. And, uh, you know, took the shot when we had the shot. And kudos to that. But again, it's, it just reminds me that we are in a very tight situation now. Uh, the, the Al-Qaeda is not as strong as they were before 9-11, but they're getting stronger every day now, and they are back in business. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, go to um, the Warrior Defense Project. Just Google it. Warrior Defense Project. He's the, re- the director there. And these military members, both current and, and, and veterans, um, sometimes need some help, and he's been doing incredible work for a long time with them. Uh, I've got to ask you a couple of questions. Wouldn't we normally wait till the DNA proved that it was the bad guy before we announced it's the bad guy. I mean, it's not lost on me, Jeff, that um, you've got Biden who's had COVID at least twice in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Pelosi wants to fly to Taiwan. You've got um, uh, the entirety of Europe is up in arms about nitrates and farmers. Uh, Suddenly, he's got to win. Suddenly, Joe Biden does something good. 
um, and, and were so quick to announce it. Wouldn't we want proof before we said anything? Well, again, I would think that the Biden administration would want to make sure that they got it right this time. Again, given a year ago, they got it wrong. Yeah. And now very quickly, hey, we killed the guy that bombed our soldiers. No, you didn't. Uh, and of course, the no, you didn't story didn't make much of a story. Uh, the news media ran with we got this guy. We still have capabilities. Uh, I don't think we can get the DNA. We don't have human sources on the ground anymore. Right. Um, you know, if it is him, it was a fantastic work to get that the Hellfire missile in there and do its work. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to be able to get DNA. Uh, but uh, again, they're going to have a new leader, his son or somebody else. That You know, the head has not been cut off the snake. Um, the organization has regrouped. And if I'm, you know, as a military soldier for 20 years, if I'm thinking I'm Al-Qaeda, how am I going to attack the United States? I'm not going to do it with planes. Right. I'm coming across the southern border, wide open. Uh, we've apprehended over 50 people on the terror watch list, which tells me probably 550 have gotten across that we didn't catch because yeah. terrorists are a little better than the average person coming across. They don't turn themselves in. Um, I'll just take a weapon of mass destruction, funnel it into Mexico, get it across the open border, and conduct another 9-11 uh, type attack on the United States. It's um, uh, Warrior Defense Project Director, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Great information on terrorism law. What's the latest book, Jeff? Well, I still, uh, it's, uh, it's Global and National Security Law 2021. Um, and uh, it's available on Amazon and in Barnes and Nobles and other fine bookstores across the fruited plain. And also Radical Jihad Y, right? Uh, Radical Islam Y. It's Radical a couple Islam. of years back, but it's still very relevant. And again, we're seeing a resurgence of Radical Islam. Uh, President Trump, you know, gave him a sucking chest wound because the poster child, ISIS, he destroyed them. That's how you win. Yeah. But again, when I say win, you know, terrorism never goes away. Crime never goes away. War never goes away. It's how do you contain it? Yeah. How do you protect our interest? And we're in a very tight spot because we, we, we had spent 20 years of bloodshed to establish, you know, stability in Afghanistan. Now, I wasn't for staying there with a full force, but I was for keeping a small group of people on the ground at Bagram so we could watch over things and protect our interests there and keep Al-Qaeda from reformulating. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very desperate time right now, very dangerous time. Yeah, you made a mention of, uh, of just a few thousand that were there, somehow holding Al-Qaeda at bay, somehow holding the Taliban at bay. And you had uh, these 300,000, I think the number was, uh, Afghani soldiers that we trained that were still doing the job because they knew that we had their back. Now, yeah. I've heard from independent journalists, Jeff, that these people were systematically killed. Um, oh, that yeah. they, were, they, they were just, I mean, hundreds of thousands potentially are dead. Now, we, of course, on this side of the world were reporting that, oh, they were cowards, they gave up their arms. That's not true. They were actually ready for the fight until they looked behind them and the Americans were gone. Then what do you do? Yeah. You know, a lot of warfare is psychological. And when they saw that uh, President Biden had just, you know, literally within days decided we're leaving, we're leaving everything behind. That looks like a defeat. When you drop all your equipment and you fall back to the capital city and you get on play, he said, this won't be like Saigon. You're right. It was worse. It was much worse. Yeah. It was far worse. And the repercussions, we're still living in with those today because, you know, our, our adversary China right now is looking and they saw what happened. Yeah. Uh, the Russians saw what happened. That's one of the reasons many commentators think that, well, it's time for us to go into Ukraine um, you know, we see weakness, and that's when your adversaries advance is when they perceive weakness. Well, it's, it's, it begs an interesting question, Jeff. Why, uh, Jeff, why would anybody in the Middle East, 
Why would anybody in Europe, why would anybody in Asia, why would anybody rely on us if we just showed them what we're going to do? And by the way, this isn't just about, about Biden. Biden sucks. Or Ron Klain or Obama, whoever the hell's running the joint. It's not Biden. Um, but, but George Herbert Walker Bush sucked too. He left the, the Kurds in Iraq the same way. So why would anybody in that area believe us? Well, that's, that's a good question. I mean, the United States is supposed to be a beacon uh, to the world of yeah. freedom, the rule of law. Uh, you know, justice and all those concepts. And of course, many people in our own country today hate this country. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're uh, in my opinion, many of them are disoriented to reality. They, don't not, they do not understand basic principles. You need food, right. you need uh, energy, and you need water. And they're attacking those things. They're attacking our values. They're attacking our fundamental institutions at every turn. And I don't know how much longer these things can take, uh, you know, these, these, uh, these attacks and, and still sustain the nation, quite it's, frankly. I mean, no, I'm it's, with you. It, it's it's uh, it's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Um, again, he's uh, the expert in terrorism law, Warrior Defense Project. He directs that group, which is an amazing group that helps out veterans and those who are still enlisted. I mean, some of these stories about not taking the jab and not being vaccinated, who's in trouble, who gets a, an exemption. We'll get into that next time uh, in earnest for sure, because there's a lot going on there. So I'm not really sure that Al Zawahiri was still alive. I'm not sure if we got him, if they get the DNA and it turns out they got him. Okay, high five to the Biden administration for doing one thing right in the year and a half they've been in. But now let's take a look at Taiwan and China. I'm confused by this because I like Tucker Carlson. I'm not calling him out. Um, other than to say I watched his monologue yesterday where he thought it was bad timing for Nancy Pelosi to get on a plane and fly to Taiwan because China said don't fly to Taiwan. We'll shoot you out of the air. A, isn't it uh, an act of war to say we're going to shoot your Speaker of the House out of the air if she flies to Taiwan? And B, why would we ever agree to not do something because China told us not to? Yeah, first of all, Taiwan has the right to exist as an independent nation. Yeah. That's set in treaty, uh, and so that's there. We have made trips with our speakers before in the past and other members of Congress. So obviously the Chinese are trying to push the envelope to see how far away, you know, how far they can get with, uh, with the United States and, and what they can do. We know that they are uh, spreading their influence around the world, um, and that's no secret, and they actually tell us. So they're trying to push the envelope, and I think it's the right thing to do to push back because that's how you treat individuals that are bent on aggression and, uh, and, trying, and announcing that they're going to destroy another sovereign nation on the planet, and that is Taiwan. They have the right to exist by treaty, uh, to coexist, and the Chinese don't want that, and the only way that they're going to achieve their end is by force. And when they do it, or if they do it, is unknown. But they're certainly pushing back with some very strong rhetoric. Uh, uh, you know, I would think that's the time when you want to push back and say, fine, we're going anyway. So I don't agree with much about, you know, Nancy Pelosi's uh, philosophy of, of political science in any regard. But in this case, she's doing the right thing. Perhaps, you know, I'm not going to be cynical, but perhaps she knows that her days are numbered to be the, uh, the leader of the Speaker of the Senate excuse me, Speaker of the House, yeah. and she wants to leave a legacy, you know, doing something right. And this is a pretty good thing that, in my opinion, is something right. When they say you can't go, and they're kind of trying to dictate the United States of America what we can and can't do. Oh, oh no, we're going. Yeah, and, and I agree with you on that. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. He's the director of the Warrior Defense Project. Uh, look up Warrior Defense Project. He's also at the St. Mary, uh, Mary's University uh, School of Terrorism Law. Uh, get his books, uh, Radical... Islam, Islam Y. Yeah, I want to say jihad for some reason. Radical Islam Y. And the latest one is called? 
global and national security law. Exactly right. So um, uh, let me let me ask you about, do you ever go down the rabbit hole when it comes to the reasons why people do things? And here's why I bring this up. Allegedly, somebody emailed me that her husband, Paul Pelosi, sold off his NVIDIA stocks today. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but NVIDIA gets its chips from Taiwan. Taiwan is rich in these minerals that you need to make computer chips. Um, and that's probably why China wants to hold on to it, probably why we want it to be independent. Um, is there any inner workings here that could be a financial strategy for the Pelosi's or for those who are doing basically insider trading in the House and Senate? They do that all the time. You know, I, you buy a bunch of electric cars and then you pass a law that says we all have to buy electric cars. So this wouldn't be new. But do you ever go down that rabbit hole? Is there anything there, do you think? Well, you know, the old saw is follow the money. Yeah. And- that's, that old saw has a lot of validity. They just didn't make it up because basically, uh, as the good book says, the, the root of all evil is the love of money. Uh, not money, but the love of money. And, you know, a lot of people, that's their number one priority. And it is very curious that members of Congress, Republicans and Democrats, go in poor and they all seem to come out rich. In fact, I remember my dad said, man, that's a great job. Why don't you get that job as a congressman? <laughs> <laughs> it's 168,000 a year, but somehow they have 10 million. It's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's very interesting. Well, well Jeff, yeah. let me ask you this. Is it or is it not an act of war for China to say, if you dare fly to another country, we'll blow you out of the air? I mean, isn't that a, a proclamation of war? It, it's not an act of war, but it is an indication. So where there's smoke, there's fire. So yeah. they would have to engage in some type of actual aggression, not just the rhetoric. But the rhetoric's pretty strong. I mean, uh, and, and again, I think they were trying to test the envelope. There's no way in the world they're going to attack that the United States, uh, the Pelosi delegation. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Well, why do you think uh, they said it? Just to see if we would blink? Yeah, exactly. They want to see how far they can go because, you know, we can go this far. The next time we'll go a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, again, they are not going to move in an aggressive manner when they perceive that we're strong as a country. They're going to move when they perceive that we are weak. That's the calculation that Putin made. And that's the calculation that the Chinese obviously are making on a daily basis. You know, when's our best time? They're going to do what they want to do in their own best interest. And, you know, so they see a a president right now that with his Afghanistan policy, I mean, that was an absolute disaster that sent, you know, we're still living with the repercussions and we'll be living with them for a very, very long time, I'm afraid. It's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. He's a great author. He's also the director of the Warrior Defense Project. Look up Warrior Defense Project and find out more about what it is that he does. I've got a minute, minute and a half, maybe, Jeff. I got to ask you about um, uh, about the whole situation in Ukraine. I'm watching it. $40 billion, $55 billion we're sending over. Um, Zelensky and his wife are doing a photo shoot with Vogue. What with a bunch of women soldiers? I, I don't. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, we get updates on Twitter every day that I don't believe on the war in Ukraine. What do you know? What, what the hell's going on over there? And why do we keep on sending over so much money? We could have built the wall twice at the southern border with, with the money that we're sending to Zelensky. Yeah, you know these decisions are are beyond my pay grade, but I agree with you. Uh, particularly when all of the military equipment we're sending there, we have no way to track where it's going, who's got it. What's happening? I've been to Ukraine many times, and I'm sad to report that it's a very corrupt government yeah. before the Russians invaded, and they haven't, you know, become become uncorrupt since the Russians have invaded the country. Right. Um, and uh, you know, Russia is in the eastern part of the nation. Uh, I feel for the people that are there. Russia is the aggressor, but again, the United States we're not the police officers of the world. Right. Uh, we've got to take care of our own borders. We have our own problems here with millions of illegal aliens coming across our border. Um, again, I'm all for legal immigration. Love it. Embrace it. Let's yep. do it. 
illegal immigration is a problem. And again, with uh, the terrorists that are coming across the border that we know are coming across the border, it doesn't take a great imagination to say, well, I'm Al-Qaeda, I've reconstituted, I get my hands on certain weapons, how am I going to get them into the country? Bingo, southern border, wide open. Yeah. And to insult the American people by you know, the Department of Homeland Security secretary saying, the border's not open, the border's secure. Uh, I mean, it's like it's Baghdad so dumb. Bob. Yeah, they think they were, he is, he's exactly Baghdad Bob saying they're not here. They're lying and the tanks were over his shoulder. Ten second answer, if you don't mind, Jeff, how does it end? The Ukraine war. Oh, you're not going to drive the Russians out. The Russians are going to slice off eastern Ukraine. If the Ukrainians can get away with just losing the eastern part of their country, uh, they should be very happy about that. But there's no way you're going to defeat Russia. It's not going to happen. Well, all right. Uh, it's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Get his books. Just look up Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Look up the Warrior Defense Project. It's a great a, a great project that can, it's, it's not profit, right, Jeff? People can help out. They can yes, look it yes, up, help exactly. out, send some money, whatever. All right, uh, go, go, go and do that. He's doing an amazing job. Uh, we appreciate you, Jeff, on short notice today. Thank you very much. Let's talk soon. Yes, sir. All right, back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot for being here. There's a lot going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. Next hour, it's going to be um, Brianna Lyman. She is from The Daily Caller. Good stuff. Story. She did a video last night that I thought was great on the Second Amendment. She's going to explain what she said in that video. Plus, we'll talk about Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, as usual, is the star of the party. And actually, cinema is also involved in this from Arizona. But Manchin... Uh, from what? West Virginia. He, he's always uh, the guy you want. Which way is he going to go on this issue? And if he goes the right way, we're going to save money, lower taxes, lower regulation. He goes the wrong way, higher taxes. He's going the wrong way here. And uh, it's interesting. He also wouldn't answer the question, will you support Joe Biden in 2024? I found it to be very, very interesting as well. 888-941-PAGS. Do me a favor. Stop by JoePags.com. If you want to watch us do the show, another big hour coming your way. Just go to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. You'll see all of us. We're back after this. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.